0: The following is Nature of Business with Chrissy Coughlin in association with GreenBiz.com.
1: Welcome back. This is Nature of Business, and I'm your host, Chrissy Coughlin. Thank you so much for sticking with us this fine hour uh, on Wednesday. We have with us Peter Glatzer. He is an independent film producer. He has six films to his credit, inclu- including The Sundance Hit the Grave and Tim Roth and Renee Zellweger's Thriller to the Deceiver. He has made films and created television shows for HBO, Miramax, Fox, MGM, and Discovery. And prior to producing, he was executive director of The Hampton, Film Festival and creator of the IFP Gotham Awards. In 2006, he started to look for sustainable options for himself and found a dearth of scattered information, which led to his partnership with Adrian Grenier and the creation of a TV show called Alter Ego for Discovery's Planet Green. Now, of course, he is the co-founder of a wonderful website, multimedia website, multimedia platform called Shift. And he is here to talk about this amazing, uh, sustainable approach to the way we live uh, through video, design, art, and culture. Welcome, Peter.
0: Thank you, Chrissy. Good to be here.
1: How are you doing out there in California?
0: Pretty good. Pretty good. Excellent. It's earlier than it is for you, but it's... I- uh...
1: It's I good. know. I appreciate. I do appreciate. You know how much I appreciate the fact that it's very early out there for an interview. It's
0: not too bad. It's not too bad.
1: Well, I gave a little bit of a background on 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 you, um, but let let obviously we're here to talk about Shift, and it's just such an, an amazing site. I'm slightly addicted to it. I go on it a lot and just check it out, and, and uh, hopefully a lot of other people are too. Um, I've encouraged our listeners who are on the computer to actually log on and get on there as we're having the conversation. Um, too. So let's let's start with the story here. H- tell us a little bit about how this all got started.
0: Sure. Well, a- as you had just mentioned, I, um, I was personally driven to um, find things for my life. Um, I, I think this was about seven years ago, six, seven years ago, um, before An Inconvenient Truth, which is kind of like before Christ and in, in this sector. Um, right. and, uh, and there wasn't much, you know, um, I, I, I drove a hybrid car and I recycled, but um, I felt like as someone who was engaged with their world and pretty politically active, that if I didn't know what else was out there and there had to be other people who felt the same way. And, um, you know, th- there were certainly the tree hunter sites and um, a, a lot of sites that sort of were geared towards moms as well because of, you know, safety and, and toxic issues with children and um, and and food, things like that. But there really wasn't anything that spoke to me uh, or my demographic, I felt. Um, and so I started developing a TV show, um, as well as the thought of a, you know, a wider, broader media platform, digital um, seemed to be a very interesting thing at at that time, and everyone in Hollywood was trying to figure out what that meant and what that looked like. Um, And then a very, very close mutual friend introduced me to Adrian, or reintroduced me, I think we we knew each other, but not that well, um, who really shared my perspective on you know, coming from this place of an environmentalist all, all through the, you know, the seventies the and eighties and being raised by parents who had a different brand of environmentalism, I think, um, and kind of feeling like, well, what do we do as, as filmmakers? Um, what can we bring to the table? Um, we're not scientists, we're not policymakers, but we definitely, um, have a certain, you know, storytelling, um, uh, Set of tools, and, and that's really how it kind of came to be.
1: Okay, yeah, it's sort of like you know a little bit, just like the radio show. You sort of feel like there's there's this need out there to communicate and to tell the stories in ways that resonate. And and uh, you know, there's so many, I was just talking about you know in the on the first part of the show how you know there's like World Environment Day happened on June fifth, mm-hmm. and there's Rio, and so few people even know these things are happening. You know, it's just yeah. it's they,
0: they're insular. It, yeah. They're sort of they're sort of Nothing wrong with all of those things they 're wonderful, sure. and a lot of good comes out of it. We participated with World Environment Day with the u n We you know work with them in, in, in as much as we can, but um, I think that you know what, what we really wanted to do and what you 're getting at is reach reach the mainstream audience and reach them through market driven um, solutions mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. so let 's talk about that let 's talk about reaching the people, getting more eyeballs on the site. Mm-hmm. Um, You have many ways of doing so. How are you finding it? How are you? How are you having success with this?
0: Well, up until you know when we first started, we were going. You know, we were a tiny little site. We had just launched, um, and we started with some original programming with Stonyfield Farm. Um, and we were going sort of the old media route, which was buying media, um, buying sort of um, you know a certain number of eyeballs through various other verticals that made sense where we would find our audience, and that worked. It worked fine. You know, we we're reaching about 10 million people um, on a on a on a series of 10. You know, three minute web episodes. Um, and, and everyone was pleased, and, you know, our site started to grow, and we, we got a few million extra, you know, impressions from social media and Adrian's, um, Adrian's followers. Um, and then we partnered recently with AOL Huffington Post, um, which has an incredibly large audience. Um, and that now we're feeding all of our original content video wise to the, that platform as well as a partnership we forged very similar um, with America uh, Virgin America um, and so our, our content can be seen on Virgin America in flight and we sort of feed that platform every few months the AOL is a little more regular um, a little more frequent um, mm-hmm. Site growing, which it is, um, or our partner sites, um, who we produce the content with, um, but we're really extended to a much, much broader audience.
1: Mm-hmm. So, if I'm on a, if I'm on an airplane, what am I, what am I actually looking at? What are you? Feeding on if these you're,
0: flights you 're on well, not any old airplane, it has to be virgin America virgin um, yeah of course <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and you what you do is you look for they have a program called Red, which is their in flight entertainment program, um, and we 're under best of the web and there 's usually mm. a couple of different uh, series that we that we uh, they call it ingesting that we ingest to their um, to their program, so you can find. You know, maybe there's one on young farmers. Maybe there's one on um, the, the the music, the bands who are called Lighten Up, where um, we we follow bands who are who are touring around, but consciously, um, it could be any number of things. We try to break them up when we when we feed into those platforms with different, you know, a different a series from, you know, an episode from different, several different series. Okay. So that there's okay. A, a selection of different topics and things like
1: that. Okay. okay. So the the whole, the whole idea of the site, it's a very positive site. You know, you see a lot of um, news sites where they're telling the story and they can be, you know, it just matter of fact, sometimes it's negative, sometimes it's positive, but you're really trying to send a really positive message here and highlight what what is happening in the world um, through, I mean, everything, really. I mean, energy, fashion, food, business, Mm -hmm. art. um, You know, it's very multimedia. Tell us about the the process of this when you and Adrian were sitting down and, and figuring out how this was going to actually have an effect that was positive.
0: Sure. Um, well, you know at the time we sort of started conceiving of this five or six years ago. there was a lot of doom and gloom out there there was there were sites um, and um, there was a lot of entertainment and if even if you look at Inconvenient Truth, which was a complete game changer for the better, um, th- there was some you know negative um, fearful elements to 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 that film um and you know you do get a lot of bad news <laughs> right. in this in this in this space um we just felt that we wanted to you know for our particular little niche we were carving out that we wanted to provide solutions for for everyday I mean, it, it was kind of like our own—the answers to our own questions. Um, we wanted to know what do you do on a, you know, personal basis, on a daily basis, that becomes habit-forming and part of your lifestyle, um, that is not only better for yourself and your family and your loved ones, but um, but it, it actually, if 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 done, you know, uh, in in the aggregate, if if everyone makes small sort of conscious choices and sort of. Which is into a more conscious way of thinking about these things. Um, it, it really has an impact, um, mm-hmm. and and I think I think it's empowering to the consumer more than anything else. Um, you know, one of the one of the in, in a way that one of the things that drove both of us into doing this was the sense of powerlessness um, when when thinking about the environment, when thinking about you know the bigger issues and how they even you know affect the economy and foreign policy and energy of course all of these things kind of are interrelated and i think too often people think of the environment as you know one subject one you know area or scope and it really does you know, it's not that way. I mean if you look at nature all of these things are interconnected of course and, and there's a relationship to these other issues. Mm-hmm. Even unemployment and and you know and, and the economic problems we're going through, they're all sort of um related to the environment in one way or another. Um, so looking at it holistically was something that was important to us. But but also just back to the idea of what can you do as an individual, how we felt helpless. And we wanted to empower consumers. So the idea was to show options, um, and that's why we curate a shop, uh, to show options of what people can do and um, and and choices. Um, and our, our, our sort of thesis was if people had um a sense of what their options were, and alternatives to the to the you know sort of non sustainable um, products that they would choose the sustainable products. And um, this was about six years ago. I think last year the Edelman Group came out with a study that showed that seventy five percent of U.S. consumers would prefer to buy green products if given the choice. Yeah, um, yeah, And I think you know we just we just saw this trend coming in a, in a way, but we were also kind of you know, feeding our own needs, <laughs> you know, we, we felt there was a void there. But, but, but having a positive, uh, you know, I don't think it's a Pollyanna vibe, but I think it's, you know, there's certainly things that we cover that aren't happy news items in our read section. Um, right. But I think that... Um, but having, having, having market-driven solutions was very, very important to us and inspiring people. You know, um, good design first and the sustainable stuff will follow. We don't want to bang you over the head with eco talk and uh, <laughs> environmental, you know, good goodness. Um, it's got to be, you know, like the general marketplace. Um, you've got to want it. First, and you've got to like the design or like the function. Um, So we we kind of look for those kinds of things that you would want anyway.
1: Right. It's a lifestyle, and you know, I notice I notice on the site, um, and and that there really isn't anything that is you don't you don't really even use the word green. I mean, there's there's nothing. You know, it's not it's not like we're trying to green your life, and if you don't green your life, then you're a loser. Whatever it is, you know, is this is more about. You know, just just, uh, just making these incremental changes and educating people. And I think that that's a really powerful uh, you know, message because you can't compartmentalize environmentalism. And, and that was one of my questions, and you, kind of, you, you touched upon it because when you start to compartmentalize or, or ca- categorize environmentalism as this thing, and it's over there either on the left or the right or whatever, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense anymore. Fortunately, I think no. for the younger generation, they get it. Do you, do, you, totally do you agree? Yeah. Do you get feedback from that? I mean, are you getting feedback from your oh, readership? Yeah. On, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Well, not just feedback, but we see it in the young people who either work for us or who we profile. Um, they, they absolutely understand that the baton being passed to them. And they're very aware of the interconnectedness of all these issues, I think. But they're certainly aware of of, of why they're um, making changes and they in many cases are educating their parents about um, various different lifestyle choices that are more, you know, uh, conscious of the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that um, the idea of environmentalism as it used to stand as the separate category of things was just something that felt really To us and not relevant, um, and we needed to kind of throw a brick through the glass and say, "No, here's let's rethink the way we think about environmentalism." Um, It's it's almost the idea of any ism attached to this (laughs) to to ghettoize something that absolutely needs to be um, folded into everything we do, and and it's not. It sounds. It sounds more ambitious than it really is, but you know, if you sort of turn the switch on to be more conscious, um, you realize throughout the day that there are a lot of little choices we make. How, you know, what, what water do we drink? Um, what are we buying to, to wear clothing-wise? When we do make a choice to purchase a, a piece of furniture, you know, where is it coming from and what is it made of? And um, These are very basic things that as a consumer you have a lot of power with mm-hmm. and when we vote with our dollars businesses respond and there's no question about that and we we often think that we're at the mercy of big business and that they determine what you know what we Eat, drink, wear, drive—not um, true at all. Not true at mm-hmm. all. Businesses respond to consumers' um, demands, and 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 you're seeing that change. You know, every every year that ticks by that we've been in this space, we've we've only seen this market grow, and we've only seen um, the power of consumers really um, start to dictate the direction that that we're going in. It's it's coming from from us as individuals, and and to realize that power collectively is really important.
1: Mm-hmm. We're speaking to Peter Glatzer. He's the uh, co-founder of Shift, Shift.com. Uh, I absolutely ag- agree with you on this. And, I, and that was, you know, you, the, the consumer, I, I talked to a lot of people about how they're like, well, you just you go and you buy things and, and we don't have any say. It's just what's provided at the store. So many people feel disempowered they don't feel as if they really can make a choice and if you think about politics sometimes you know it's the same way well you sure. know it's just the way it I mean, is but you actually can you can really force these changes the companies who have actually partnered with you are at the forefront of that what got them what got them to I say this is what is going to work this is the new way of doing stuff
0: well a few things i mean i think number 1 companies are starting to realize this Um, More and more, Um, because it's just if you follow the money, you know, if you make a sustainable system in your business, you're you're probably going to see efficiencies come into play that you didn't have before. And efficiencies mean that you're not... Wasting and you're and you're making more money, you know your profit margins are growing because your waste is mitigated, um, and customers are starting to realize that a responsible business is a better business people are caring more about the corporate ethics and responsibility of the of the products that they buy um, and you know one thing that was going to I was going to touch upon for the last conversation was one of the reasons that this is much more viable now and Is technology. You know, there's a transparency. There is a speed with which people can get information, and and consumers can respond very quickly, very powerfully when they blog on, you know, a company's website um, Mm -hmm. for the good and 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 negatively. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a certain accountability. Absolutely.
0: And a transparency that is fairly new um, and very, very powerful. Um, And that's changed business, I think, a lot. Um, But I think, you know, the partners that we've partnered with um, all. You know, in some way or another, share the the core values that that Adrian and I hold for Shift. dot com, and and have felt that there that we represented an interesting new vehicle uh, for their company to get their word out, and um, we do it in a way where our content isn't compromised or it's not branded content per se. You don't see product placement throughout our series, for example. Um, We kind of go the old-fashioned soap opera route and old television style where it's (laughs) brought to you by... And thanked, Thank we thank our sponsors at the end, um, but we never, you know, sh- we're not like drowning in yogurt throughout our music series, for example, with Stonyfield, so <laughs> you, you don't feel like you're being filtered. To. And that's another thing is that our demographic just, you know, which is sort of the sweet spot demographic for any any company and any brand. Um,
1: which is what, 18 9, to 30? 18 to 30,
0: yeah, yeah 18 to 35, really, 18 okay. to 34, I guess, something like that, but it's very vague on either end, especially online. Um, we have all kinds of older, you know, fans and younger, younger subscribers and fans. But I think that, um, you know, I think that they're a savvy, a savvy, well-informed, maybe in some cases cynical Demographics. Yeah. so when they're being sold to or there's an ad um they tune out and we have tivo now and the psychology of you know being an audience member with any kind of advertising has changed because of you know we don't have to watch them anymore you know um, sometimes right. online you've got these pre-rolls on you know on youtube and and whatnot but basically um you know the the, the advertising. Um, world has changed a little bit and print is is much less than it used to be and television ads aren't watched as much as they used to be watched so people are really trending towards digital media and everyone's trying to sort of crack that nut i think and we sort of organically felt that we would create our content in a certain way and it's it's worked for us um both creatively and in the sense that you know we would not be on AOL or virgin if we were full of product placement um, our content. <laughs> exactly. and we would not have a 20 year old college student share our content if we had product placement um, so I think uh, on all of those fronts we've we've kind of found our model that works um, both for our corporate partners our distribution and our own integrity mm-hmm
1: mm-hmm well you know and I think that the creek the Doing it creatively is, is really the key here because you there has to be new ways of, of reaching people. You have you had so I saw you in New York. You had this amazing yeah. event and you with Ford and uh, you you previewed a a, a video um, from. Uh, the TerraCycle. What? I'm sorry, I'm forgetting his yes, name. Yeah, the series at, is
0: called the the Big Shift. But yeah. Tom Zaki was the first. Tom Zaki, uh, yeah. Subject, yeah, yes. And
1: TerraCycle. it's just a, it was a it was a video just and, and he I mean he's amazing and what he's done at TerraCycle mm-hmm. is incredible. But, yeah. um, just the whole the whole there's there's a certain cool factor going on when you, I mean obviously it's in New York City okay it's cool but you go in there and and it's an event you're messaging in a way that is. Multi-dimensional it, there's there's music there's video there's bill ford there who's actually mm-hmm. talking to people You know, he's mm-hmm. not sitting up in some suite, you know He's talking to people and talking about how this you know I, I've, I got was able to talk to him about how this is just this is how you have to do it now You have to make mm-hmm. it dynamic because these people these younger generation. They are very cynical. I think I mean when I yes. talk to them I think they're very savvy and cynical and they're like, oh, whatever yeah, yeah. And, and I think that Bill got that. And, 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 oh, he's, and- he's, he's
0: amazing. I mean, Bill Ford really walks the walk. And, you know, it's kind of remarkable. I think we even commented on stage that night. You know, he's he's an industrialist. <laughs> he, he, yeah. he literally is an industrialist, but he's an environmentalist, too. And, you know, he, he was, as a young man, um, very, very active in the environment and personally passionate and had a lot of reluctance to go into the family business. Um, And, and a lot of, um, when he, when he started at Ford in 1979, um, he was definitely an outsider in a sense, even though he was a Ford family member, he was an outsider in the way he looked at, you know, environmental issues uh, being relevant to what the company was doing. Um, and he fast forward to now with five electric vehicles and him at the helm, um, I think he, there's some vindication, you know, and it's 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 a remarkable story. And we profile Bill Ford in um, in the big shift and that's going to be released. Um, that episode is going to come out in a couple of weeks.
1: It but, is. OK. Um,
0: yeah, he, he, he really is, he does get it. And he's um, he's a fan of shift. He I think he understands um in, in, in even the most the most subtle way what we're doing with Shift and he's joined our board actually which is um we're thrilled about and I That's think he's exciting. an active, you know, advisor and helper to us. And um obviously we're really grateful for his support but we're also really impressed with who he is as a person.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. He is. He is very impressive. I mean, just a, a real, real human being. Just talking, you know. Yeah. Talking and just like, okay, this is great. Absolutely. Um, So what? Are the big. So how many of these? The video series. He's the next one. Um, How many are you putting out?
0: We're doing ten. He's actually, okay. I think, the fifth or sixth one. Um, okay. And jumped is coming out with this, around the same time. We've got. um, Let's see, Michael Crook, Alice Waters, and Tom Biddle. Okay. Okay. Mike Mike Biddle, Mike Biddle Um, coming out next, and then it's uh, Bill Ford and Van Jones.
1: Oh, cool. Okay. All right. We'll yeah. Make sure our listeners... Right.
0: Good uh, Good know. lineup. And you can see it on shift.com. You can see it on com or Ford social, I think, is their other site, yeah. um, as well as eventually, you know, the, the AOL Huffington Post. And, and I think in a few months, it'll probably make it onto Virgin in the fall.
1: Mhm. What's the most exciting part for you? What tell t- what what kind of when you get up in the morning? What are what it's what about this is just really like makes you just so so excited?
0: It's sort of an amalgam of it all, you know. It's it's the fact that we started something that is is catching fire in its own little way. Um and that hopefully it's having an impact. You know, I, I'm excited about all of it. I love making the series. Um, you know, I, I, I love what we publish every other day on the site. Mm-hmm. Um, where we just launched our um, relationship with the W Hollywood Residences, um, where 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 our offices are. So we've got sort of this office flex. Showroom space um, that we launched last week here. It's a LEED certified campus. It's the it's a silver LEED certified residence, and it's I think one of the biggest in the country. Um, and it's uh, it's full of you know it's sort of like a laboratory of ideas for us. It's um, we've we've made some collaborations with a furniture designer. We've designed a shift lounge chair um, with a guy named Stephen Ken. Um, it's it's beautiful, sustainably made. We're probably going to bring it to market in in a. In a a little while, very shortly, um, we actually had an idea for some wallpaper inside our space, things we'd never thought of before, things we would <laughs> never, you know, said, hey, right. let's make wallpaper. But we realized, you know, woodcuts are really beautiful. And what if we could find a sustainable wallpaper company to work with us and make some woodcut wallpaper? And, you know, next thing you know, we have three woodcut wallpaper designs that are up on the walls and they're great. And that so is so cool. All kinds of fun things actually... are coming out of it.
1: Yeah, I saw, I, I think if you go to your Facebook page, if you go to your and fa- the Facebook, you yeah. have some pictures and by the of this way, event. I'd just
0: like to mention it's SHFT since we're on the radio. SHFT, yes. there's no I in shift.
1: Yes, shift.com. SHFT. Yeah. yeah.
0: So you saw some of the the interior stuff we were doing.
1: It was so cool. I was I was like, wow. I wish I'd been there. <laughs> yeah, so,
0: you should have been there, Christy. You should have. I know. Um, but, I know.
1: Um, no, but those are that. Those, that's exciting, and that it just seems like you've just on you're you're going at such a clip right now. And and what what do you have coming down? We've got you know time for maybe one more question. But what what do you have coming down the pike? That's something our audience should know about, or besides the the. The, what you just told us anything exciting well, we should be looking for
0: your, is your audience all over the country is it mostly uh-huh. on the east coast um i would i would say you know one of the most exciting things we've got coming down the pike and it's sort of out now but it's going to be in wider distribution really soon as we we, uh, we started shift wine and it's a um it's a beautiful red blend from paso robles it's grenache Syrah moved with a little bit of tempranillo it's a really decadent, big, bold California wine first, and secondly, it's sustainably and responsibly made, which a lot of wines are, so we're not saying we're anything special there, but it's definitely a good wine, and uh, New York and New Jersey, I think, are starting to uh, have, have it available in stores and wine shops, so look out, and you can also order it on the site, it's on our homepage, if you scroll down uh, below the fold a little bit, you'll see uh, an icon where you can order it directly. Online and it ships out to you. Um, it's a great wine, and then the bottle is is lighter. There's uh-huh. less glass, there's a smaller punt There's no sleeve on it Which is sort of useless um, And the paper <laughs> is recycled the, the, the color is veggie dyed So it's all, you know, kind of responsibly Packaged and bottled um, and, the, and the carbon footprint's lighter Because the, there's less glass So when it gets shipped It's less of a an imprat, imprint yeah. um, And so, yeah Look out for Shift House Wine um, okay. It's on our site, it'll be in stores That's an exciting thing um, you know, That's awesome. it, uh, it, keeps, it keeps kind of growing and it's, 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 a, it's a lot of fun.
1: Excellent. Well, th- this has yeah. been so great, Peter. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm thrilled that our listeners uh, get to learn more about Shift and, and again, shft.com no I and, uh, and make sure you get on the site if you haven't already, listeners. And Peter, I'm just thrilled. Thank you. This has been great. Thank you,
0: Chrissy. It's a pleasure.
1: Alright, have a great rest of your day. You too. Thanks.
0: The proceeding has been Nature of Business with Chrissy Coughlin in association with GreenBiz.com.